It's way more intimidating yeah. if people are I mean, in a group I guess at all. I would never walk up to anyone ever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're like, if I had my dream scenario, they would be by themselves. <laughs> Welcome to Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Erica, and we are matching today, both wearing olive green. We're looking good in olive. Uh, how are you feeling today? I am pretty tired. I got home around midnight from a volleyball tournament up in Connecticut, um, left on Friday afternoon, was in the car cumulatively for about six and a half hours. Yes, I'm a traffic baby. Yeah, from the time it took for me to get from here to my friend's house in Jersey, and then from her house up to Connecticut, it was a long one, but we had a great weekend, played volleyball both days. It rained a ton on Saturday, but we still had a great day and uh, yeah, got home later than I wanted to last night. However, it was because my friends and I decided to stop for a sit down dinner on the way back, which was very much needed and lovely. So it was well worth getting home at like midnight. Yeah, that's the most fun. You need the hang or when I think about you know, when I played travel sports, especially as much as I loved playing, I think I loved even more just the hang with the team, big yeah. team dinner, laughing, having a great time. Exactly. So actually I played on Saturday with my friend who it was her first tournament back from major knee surgery. Oh, wow. And it went so well. We actually took third in oh, our sick. division on Saturday, which was super exciting. But that's exactly what she was saying that she's like, yeah, I miss volleyball. Like, you know, I, I love playing but she really missed the tournament atmosphere and like being just surrounded by courts and volleyball everywhere and like seeing people that you don't really see outside of that context. And it's just so fun. And as always, when I return home so, so late, I am so happy to have my Sunset Lake CBD sleep gummies. I actually use them counterintuitively maybe, but when I'm more tired, like I take regular CBD every night because it helps me not dream so weirdly. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've noticed that. I, th- I mean, I think it's because it just helps with my anxiety and I yeah. tend to have anxiety dreams. But I, I take the melatonin ones, the sleepy, the sleepy, the sleepy ones, the sleep Sleep-time? gummies. The yeah, the one that I take when I'm extra tired, because I feel like sometimes when I'm extra tired, I actually have a harder time getting to sleep. Oh, interesting. I mean, I just I just like them um, to try to get on a better schedule. Personally, that's always when I will pop a melatonin is when I have a few nights I am up really, really late and I, mm-hmm. my sleep gets off and then I'll be like, okay, midnight, I'm trying to go to bed. Let me pop one of these. And it definitely helps me get to sleep. Yeah. I saw something on TikTok recently that said that as an adult, it's your job to parent yourself, like setting your uh-huh. bedtime. I'm like, I never thought about it that way, but that's totally true. So you could do that with Sunset Lake CBD. Yeah, it's great. You can use it. I mean, especially you just had a tournament too. The um, Arnica cream oh, the is Arnica amazing South. if you have any soreness. I actually was helping my roommate put some on her back the other day because she started lifting and she was like, oh my God, I'm so sore. I was like, let me get the Sunset Lake CBD. Hold on. I got it. I got the perfect thing. Uh, but yeah, it's so good. To get it. Yeah, to get it, just go to sunsetlakecbd.com, promo code <laughs> FMH20 for 20% off and you can use it more than once. Keep on using it. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. 
And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feeling all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um, so last week, you mentioned you were going to the Chaotic Singles Party. How did it go? Did you go? I did, yeah. Rourke and I went. Uh, so <laughs> I recently was talking to you about LA is such a daytime place. And my calendar was still in East Coast time zone. So I thought the party started at 6. Turns out it was 3 p.m. I oh. caught it, you know, with enough time. Um, oh, good. <laughs> but I just sat there like, once again, a day party. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself at night in Los Angeles other than comedy shows. So if you have any suggestions, my DMs are open. Um, but we went. It's so funny because I, I saw that. Like, we had, you and I had literally just had that conversation about daytime events. And then I saw that you were going and you were like, it was like the middle of the day. I'm like, oh my God, perfect. Right. Um, so, anyway, we went. Uh, it was very fun. One thing that was hard is it was outside. So, uh-huh. and it was a part of a restaurant. So, it was a little hard with like the music from the other restaurant when Cassidy comes on and does her little like kind of icebreakers. And things to get you talking to people. And at first her mic wasn't working well. Which I just felt for her in that moment. Of like oh god that has to be so frustrating. Because obviously there's a ton of people here. Like people come to these things. And I also noticed. Pretty great ratio of men to women. Pretty even. Oh that's amazing. I wonder. I was talking to her about when she. Started partnering with Tinder. About like being excited. That hopefully the ratio would start to shift a little bit. Because it yeah. historically had been a little bit more women than men. And it sounds like that's happening. That's amazing. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, the one we went to in New York a long time ago was predominantly women. This was definitely yeah. much more even. Uh, and what I really do like about her parties is, say you go, and, and there isn't anybody that you end up romantically re- interested in. You still have a good time and meet a lot of new people. So I would highly recommend it to somebody who's just new to an area. Totally. Like, we got into some great discussions just with other girls that were there, you know, bonding over whatever. And it's it's an environment that also gives you such easy openers that you almost don't even need, like, the little games and stuff that she plays, though they are very helpful. Yeah, I really liked the times that I've gone, the, like, musical... I don't musical questions I think she might call it yes you're supposed to move around and then when she gets back on the mic for a question you stop and talk to whoever's near you yeah I really liked that when I did it because it like and one of the things that she says in advance which is genius is if you've already been eyeing someone if you've spotted a cutie Mm -hmm. you can dance your way towards them and try to then talk to them like you can like if you're nervous to walk up to somebody you can leverage the game Exactly. And I will say this too. Some of the questions some people might not be comfortable with, and that's no shade to Cassidy. Of there was a question she asked of like sexual kinks. 
oh. like what's a sexual kink of yours and Rourke and I were talking to two dudes and I, you could just tell immediately the two of them were just kind of panicked of like oh, oh god I have to answer this and <laughs> all of us just immediately went we don't have to do that question what's another question and I forget what I asked but then the guy said Oh, well, that's really, he's like, well, that's basic. And I go, okay, what's your greatest Answer fear? Answer the kinks question <laughs> then, bro. <laughs> yeah, like that was too extreme. So I went easy. And then when he, he didn't like it, instinctively, I just asked, what's your, what's your biggest fear? And he was like, oh, that is good. And I was like, yeah, that's something we can all discuss now. <laughs> uh, Listen, if you don't like the, in, if one. you don't like the initial suggestion, don't shit on my attempt to help you. Yeah, right. I'm being friendly. I'm being social. Um, and uh, even then, when that game was over, you know, it's also great if you have, you know, I, I just said it's a good party to go to if you're new in town. But yeah. if you have a friend to bring with you, it also makes it way less intimidating to approach anybody. So it makes it less intimidating to go approach anybody when you have a friend with you, because then it also brings the question like, which one of these people wanted to approach me? Or it just gives more of a friendly vibe, let's say. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't put as much pressure on it. That's what I liked. I think we've talked about the way throwback grouper. Yes. I, it, it never was, worked for me, but I tried to do it. I have a friend who's married to a guy that we met on a grouper, which is yeah. just wild. And they're like, how'd you meet grouper? People are like, grouper? What? Yeah, which but, if people don't know or remember is each of you, you match with someone and then each of you just bring two friends. So it makes right. it a big group hang. Yeah, and it was, it would be, I think, they people could do it, you could do it way better now, because it was very basic. It was before people had really apps on their phones, so mm -hmm. it was a website, and there was no yep. matching involved or anything. They just paired you. You didn't even really match with someone. They paired you. Like, you had, it was like sight unseen. Yes. Yeah, very much. You knew nothing uh, about the person. You just trusted the grouper was, like, pairing you well. Yeah, and I noticed a lot of people that came did come in a group of, like, four or five as well. I like that. And the, yeah. And the only thing that's hard that Cassidy can't really have control of this is often, though, I feel like when you have more people, you're more likely to park it somewhere and not move around. Oh, yeah. So there were there was a group of guys that um, Rourke and I approached and we actually mainly approached them because one of them, when we walked in, they were standing. Uh -huh. Allie, hand to God, looked exactly like the disco ball what we walked in and we both were like oh is that him <laughs> and then we're like should we wow. just check because we knew what he, his real name was should like we walk just, by and just, <laughs> just yell it out and see if he turns because he also didn't have a name tag on which you're supposed to lame right so we were like highly unlikely but we have to investigate this further okay so we did it is it was not the disco ball uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blindside with you. I I assumed that I would not be finding out that you that you talked to the disco ball like live on our right. recording, but but you never know. Right, but I even said to Rourke like, well, I could go full incognito because I wasn't on the pod during that era, so yeah. he probably wouldn't know who I was, the sound of my voice, or what I looked like. Right? Yeah, he uh, he one hundred percent knows her because I was. Doing, I talked about her all the time because we were doing the pod together at the time. Yeah. And this guy also immediately accused us of using a line. And we were like, it's really not a line. And I just immediately said, trust me, we are confident women. I would not need a line to approach you and say hello. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, wait. So did you use the, did you, or not use because you literally thought he might be, did you say, I thought I recognized you? 
yeah, we both were just like, you really look like somebody we know. And we couldn't, you know, be at this party for hours and not at least double check. Because we both have not met him in person. Right. We're like, our friend dated this guy. You look a lot like him. We just wanted to check. And then also it's like, yeah, also it is an opening to your group of friends that are parked at a table, not really being that social. Right. And even if it were a line, if somebody uses a line on you, let it go. Like now you're talking, like, do we really need to call them out? Right. Because it's not so easy to approach people. That's why Cassidy does the games to make it easier for you to do it. Right. Right. Anyway, but uh, overall, great vibe. Really fun. Uh, I did actually end up getting somebody's number. Oh, hell yeah. Tell me more. Uh, So Rourke and I were talking to some guy solo. And we actually were having a very interesting discussion about dating and jobs for women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Rourke and I both were like, we currently do not have our jobs listed on our dating profiles. Yeah, neither do I. And what's interesting is uh, I've never had a man ask me what I do. Never. Not one time. And she's Right. And she's finding the same exact thing. And then we got, and he was like, really? And we said, well, both of what we do, we find often is very intimidating to men. Not saying that's a good thing. I mean, sorry. It's not. Not saying that's a bad thing is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, so we're just like, we're kind of just doing a little experiment right now to see do men even care. And he was like, I don't care. And what do you guys do for work? And we told him and he was like, I don't find that intimidating at all. And then I immediately said, well, you probably have an intimidating job. What do you do? And he goes, well, I'm a lawyer too. And I'm like, well, there it is. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is, right? Yeah, uh, I have, um, I currently, I play around with it, but I currently have e-com strategy. Okay, yeah. Which like is true. It's just like not that specific. Right. And, you know, as we were talking this convo, I made the point that I've made before of like, yeah, also I don't want to sit on a date and talk a lot about work. Like, if it comes up, I want it to be kind of a quick, cool back and forth. Because let's be real. Most people have somewhat specific jobs within their industry. So if you don't work in that industry, it's a little bit lost on you. Yeah. Don't care. Don't have have enough context to understand. We and don't have the time to figure that out in on the stage. Yeah. (laughs) And and don't need it, you know? Um, Yeah. But anyway, I I did make somewhat of a bold move because we were talking to him for a while. Uh And... I was like, well, this guy seems dope, cool. He already knows what I do. He's not intimidated by that. Great. So I was like, hey, uh, if you'd want to, I, I would love to exchange numbers and maybe go out sometime. And he was like, oh, yeah, great. And then he said, I'm actually really happy you brought that up because I was trying to figure out how to navigate that <laughs> talking oh, to, to two people, which was sweet. So, so. so I was going to ask this, actually, because this is something that came up when we used my friends and I used to do groupers. It's cool on the one hand that there's like no pressure of, mm-hmm. oh my God, I match with this person. I'm However, it can get a little sticky navigating who's interested in whom, how do we, like, I don't want to step on my friend's toes if she's really digging a guy, whatever. Like, how did you approach, like, did you know that Rourke wasn't interested or like, how did, be, how did you navigate A big that? part of it was that they're both lawyers. And I uh, kind of assumed maybe she wouldn't want to date someone within the same industry of her also working in LA. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't think they'd ever, quote, be paired against each other or whatnot. But, th- but that was something I did assume a bit. I didn't think about and, that part, but yeah. And that we were talking sense. to him for like probably 20 minutes. 
I didn't get a vibe that she was trying to be flirty with him. Right, right. But, uh, you know, now that you bring it up, I'm like, oh, is that a dick move that I forgot to check after? But she was just like, oh, that guy seems great. I'm like, cool. I don't think it's a dick move not to check. I was just kind of curious how you navigated it because. Yeah. And I think also her being fresh off something ending. Yeah. I also, I think, indirectly assumed, I don't know if this is right or wrong, that she was going to the party kind of of the get back out there vibe and have some fun and meet some cool people. Um, But yeah, it also, I think I also was more inclined to make that move because another guy we were talking to when during the question, so it was two and two, one of the guys I did find very attractive and, you know, thought he was a nice guy, but neither of us made a move to exchange. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, you walk away from that interaction being like, oh, shit, yeah, someone has to make the move. So maybe it was a little bit more fresh on my mind. Let's put it that way. Oh, that makes sense. So, but, you know, uh, but hopefully, yeah, I'll go out with that guy sometime this week. Pretty flexible. Yeah. So that was like a couple days. That was yesterday. Was that only yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Okay. Have you talked to him? Not yet. I He texted me from his phone just, hey, this is so-and-so. Right, uh, right. But no, we haven't talked yet. But I'm like, yeah, next day. I'm not, not I'm not pressed about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the accountant reached out to me to have a little FaceTime this week yeah. as well. Yeah. So where are you at with that? Have you scheduled it? Uh, it's not officially scheduled. He threw out Wednesday. So hopefully we can figure it out Wednesday. But my schedule is very flexible, obviously. So and being actually behind time zones makes it <laughs> easier for me because his after work time is not comedy show time for me. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's I, that I can relate because that's made it easier for you and I to record. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't need to have the night totally free or turn down right. show or something. So, And I can still, you know, take my gummies and go to bed at 930. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah. So I kind of feel like I had a little bit of a turnaround in dating this week. That's amazing. Um, I feel like I channeled you a little bit today. Ooh. It's not going to be quite as exciting as that. That's the intro sounded. <laughs> so I assume you made a move would, in person as, is what I'm assuming. As, no. So. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I'll still take it. What's, what, what is the story? So you're, you last week when you were talking about um, the taco stand interaction, or that might've been on the Patreon. Oh yeah. I forgot. Well, I can talk about it here if you want, but yeah, continue your story. Yeah. So high level. You talked to a guy at a taco stand, tried to make, like made a, made a move, expressed your interest. And I was just really thinking about how hard that is for me. Like I oh. just, it is so hard. I, I have so, I have so little, such little social anxiety in most scenarios. Like I can mm-hmm. throw me into a group. We were talking last week, throw me into a wedding where I don't know anybody. Like I'm fine ask me to walk up to a stranger that I'm interested in, I'm paralyzed with fear. I get that though. That's how most people feel. Men and women. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I just, it. I've never literally quite literally never done what you did at the taco mm-hmm. stand. And so I was thinking about, okay, it's probably unrealistic for me to go from absolutely zero to just like walking up to a stranger. Right. That's, that's a like, lot to ask. Yeah. yeah, like that's going to that's gonna feel – and then I'm never going to do it and then I'm never going to meet anyone in person because like if I'm trying to go from zero to 100, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay at zero. Like I'm never going to walk up to a stranger as my first thing that I try. Right. Or at least somebody, let's say, 
this is a stranger, but I feel like it doesn't count as a stranger. You're in that situation of you're with a group of friends and someone brings an outside friend, but you have an intro. Yes. You know? So that, that exactly that. So I'd then call that I a thinking, half stranger. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, stranger. it does. We'll call those. It does. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get myself in more situations where there are people I don't know mixed with people I do, which also oh, doesn't happen to me right. very often. Because typically when I'm hanging out with my friends, it's like just my friends. Right. Yeah. That's smart. Try to switch it up. So I was thinking about this. One thing I did is I bought a ticket to the We Met at Acme Mixer that's coming up. Oh, interesting. That'll be fun. Yeah. Talk to Lindsay about it. It's an it's an over 30s event. Over oh, 30. I love that. Love yeah. that because I know a lot of her listeners are also on the younger side. Same. And that's one of the reasons why I've never considered going. But this one is specifically over 30. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the honor system. So I hope everybody is over Well, 30. I know for hers, she does have to hunt a bit to find guys. So usually they are vouched for by either people that are going. She asks to try to bring a male friend or she yeah. kind of hunts a little bit herself for them. So yeah. So maybe it'll be even even better that way. So I did that. And then I was like, okay, I need to be, I need to keep my eyes wide open for th- for other options, other things. Out of nowhere, this this was all ha- this was all happening over the weekend in my brain because you and I talked, like, recorded Patreon on Friday. Out of nowhere, today Monday, a friend, not even, not even a friend, an acquaintance that I went to high school with, who now lives in the city. We've hung out a couple times. I, I like her a lot, to be clear. When I say, like, not even a friend and acquaintance, I mean, like, we don't hang on a regular basis. Yeah, you just don't – you're not as close to her, but it doesn't mean she's less yeah. of a friend. Yeah. You know. I don't think I've texted with her in, like, three months maybe, maybe longer. Yeah. She texted me today inviting me to a big group hang that she's putting together to Coney Island later in August – where like a bunch of people are going to get together and like buy the unlimited ride tickets and hang out at Coney Island on a Friday night. Oh my God. This is my middle school dream of a theme park date. (laughs) Right. Doesn't it sound so great? (laughs) That sounds really fun and also very easy to mix and mingle. And, and the waiting time in the lines is the perfect time to just chat and get to know everybody. It's perfect. And it's just so crazy that I spent a lot of this weekend thinking about how I wanted to find more opportunities to get mixed into a group. And then this person that I haven't spoken to in months Mm -hmm. texted me about this thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, someone would argue that's kind of like manifestation, putting it out to the universe vibes, you know? Uh, I love that. There was a book I read, I forget what book it's called, so excuse me. Um, And one of the tips I liked for it in terms of to meet potential partners was it said you should try to throw a dinner party uh once every few months just get a group together for dinner and specifically invite all individuals that don't directly know each other and it was like obviously you know everyone but essentially reaching out to those people like this friend of yours that you haven't seen in a long time is almost easier to you know meet potential people to date because you're not in their circle so much and there might be someone that they just have yet to introduce you to it's the same thing with jobs, actually. They call it the loose ties theory, right? Like oh, you're yeah, almost yeah, yeah. more likely to get jobs through people that you have loose ties with. And I, I yeah. think it kind of is the same for meeting uh, potential relationships. I totally agree. And so I, I said we went to high school together. So she's my age. Her boyfriend is around our age. I forget how old he is, but like in that neck of the woods. 
So I would imagine that most of the people that are getting invited to this thing are 30s at least, right? Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it's not for uh, a few weeks. So uh, apologies, listeners. It's going to be a while before you hear about this. But I just I was very happy with myself that I have two upcoming things that I can say like, okay, these are going to be like baby steps towards meeting people in person. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, I sounded a little down on one episode talking about using Hinge, Hinge X specifically. Uh, and it, it kind of just made me think like, I, I just enjoy the in-person more. I would rather go to that chaotic yeah. singles party and end up with zero phone numbers than sit in my house on my phone, swiping for hours, messaging for hours. Like, I just have kind of hit a wall with online dating. It's not that I don't believe in it and I would discourage people to do it, but I would more encourage people to be like, hey, try to look at something different. Try yeah, to it's put just yourself one out of your comfort way. zone. Like yeah, it's, it's only one, one way. way of meeting people, which for me, it has been the only way more recently. And so yeah. I'm trying to uh, push myself out of the nest a little bit. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, me too. Can I share my taco stand move, though? Because I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, I feel like, is a move you can use anywhere of if there's somebody you either catch looking at you or you just think is cute of literally just move to the person's vicinity to be close enough that you can make what I call a side comment. Yep. Like an observational comment. Yes. So I did catch this guy kind of looking over at me. I was trying to make eye contact. I also was with a group of guys, which even more emphasizes this move because it's like you, you need to, you need to remove yourself from the group. Yeah. Cause no one's going to approach you in a group, whether it's men or women, but I think especially a group of men, no one wants to be the guy hitting on you in front of your boyfriend. Right. Or there's just no there's just no chance. Similarly, like I would never walk up to a man who was in a group of all women. Like I just would never do that. Yeah, it's it's intimidating. It's way more intimidating yeah. if people are I mean, in a group I guess at all. I would never walk up to anyone ever. But, <laughs> but you're like, if I had my dream scenario, they would be by themselves. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is why I mean, I've often heard stories of when people meet someone at a bar it is when they were by themselves. Yeah. Because there feels like a less barrier to entry, per se. Um, so I just stood near him and I was like, think Erica, think of something, but he was waiting for his food. So I just was like, what did you order? (laughs) Easy. That's it. So easy. easy. It could be such a simple question. Uh, and then I already had my food in my hands and then he asked me, what are you waiting on your food? And I just had to be like, yeah, I'm going to call it out. Uh, I already got my food. I just wanted to say hi. I caught you looking at me. You know, I'm Erica. Talked for a bit. Perfectly friendly. Perfectly nice. Turns out he has a girlfriend. So, hey, I look at that situation. I go, I felt I got back on the horse a little bit yeah. of my in-person game. And also, hey, you made someone's day. That's the thing I tell everybody. If you're thinking of approaching anyone, you are going to make their day, whether it's the result that you want or they have a girlfriend. <laughs> nothing ventured, nothing gained. You know, like. Exactly. You, If you hadn't have walked up to him, you definitely wouldn't have gotten his number. Yeah. Also, I'm just the personality that this is why I have beef with a lot of dating roles that are like zero initiation, because I am the personality that if I go to anything, I see someone cute that I would like to talk to and I leave not talking to that person. I am beating myself up about it. Yeah. Like you couldn't couldn't figure out. Right. right. So I'm like, I would rather take a little bit of a rejection than almost like the self-talk I'll be having. (laughs) 
when I'm going home by myself, like, you didn't even just try to say hello. Like, something, Erica. Come up yeah. with something, you know? So, but yeah, I'm feeling better. I totally agree. Totally agree. So now I'm going to have to think about, especially, I... I am going by myself to the We Met at Acme Mixer because it is sold out. Which I think is great. And yeah, so I, I'm going to have to utilize more of these like stand near some, you know, more, more of your in the wild tips. It'll be a little easier in the Coney Island situation because I'll know people. Yeah. I mean, I think a great opener at those things is just, hey, is it your first time at one of these? It's my first time here. And then talking about the event itself is just the, the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, completely. Uh, so, yeah, so that's, I think it's next week. I think it's next week because I go to Europe the week after that. I'm pretty sure it's next fun. week. I'm excited to hear the update. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun and it's also Allie's birthday that week it is my birthday that week so and my mom might be there i'm excited you can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet talk to everybody somewhere in the area yeah so make sure you come dc comedy loft thursday march 21st and if you want to check out some stand-up i'm gonna be there all weekend so Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Yeah. So I will I will report back. Um, but in the meantime, speaking of, you mentioned like dating rules and things that, <laughs> you know, we may or may not agree on, um, of people's rules. We, we are talking about a pretty popular book today. Yes. So we have mentioned this vaguely on the pod before, uh, the book, why men love bitches. And, yes. uh, I thought it'd be interesting to go through some of the principles that it has in the book. And I will say this up top. I don't think we're going to agree with all of these. And I, I think that I don't makes like for an interesting book. discussion. <laughs> I know you don't like yeah. it. <laughs> I, will, I will say up top that I don't like this book. I don't like it at all. Yeah. But, you know, that, that – and I read it a, a long time ago and then obviously like refreshed myself for this. But I read it close to – maybe I wasn't even in college. It was a long time ago. Um, I looked up when it came out because I do think some of these people might hear and think, ooh, that's dated. The book came out in – 2000. Okay, so I, I actually might have been in high school because I feel like I read it when I was very young and looking back, like really had no way, no context for any of these things that it talks about. Interesting. Maybe that's why you really disliked it because I read it and I was 27, 28. So I read it I in read, later years. I read it again, though. 
So I read it like early, early. And then I read it again when I started more getting into like relationship books and like it was before I had this account, but like when I was, I was really on a relationship book kick for a while. And so, so yes, I will say that up top that I I really don't like this book and, and the entire, the premise that it's built on, I like fundamentally disagree with. <laughs> and I think that can be true. And I do think there are some of the things as I was going through the principles that I'm like, okay, yeah, like I, I do agree with some of this while still thinking that the, the overall concept is not for me. Okay, so I figured we should read a little passage that is explaining the whole using the term bitch. Because so, sure. the author calls it out immediately. Like, look, it's, it's, it's a playing on a little bit of the sense of humor in the book and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So her big thing in this book, according to her, is in the chapters that follow, you'll find one message coming through loud and clear. Success in love is not about looks. It's about attitude. The media would have us believe differently. A teenage girl picks up a magazine and reads, get that boy's attention with an item of clothing or a certain look. This nail color or lipstick will wow him. The magazine assures her. And what does the girl learn how to obsess over someone else's approval? So So basically is trying to be like, don't worry so much about getting someone else's approval. Stick to your own standards is what I took from it. I hear that. And the book is about how to get someone else's approval. Really? You think so? I think it's I encouraging mean, you to stick to your stick to your guns. And, and the right both. man will, will respect that and do the things you want him to do. And the wrong one, you'll just see through his actions, doesn't. Yeah, I think, I think that's true too. But I just I, – I think it's kind of ironic that like a book that is about like how to make men like you more – true that is true is is like saying that that like the focus on attractiveness makes women like put the focus on how to be attractive to someone because like sure this book isn't about your physical looks but like it is about talks a lot about changing things that you're doing so i do agree with what you say but at the same time, I feel like this book is designed because she literally has a line in it in the intro of like women that are, quote, too nice and too overextend themselves to try to get guys. So it is trying to change your behavior. That is for sure true. But that's why some of the advice I do agree with. And if anything, reading this book made me more point out specific things that I just went, ooh, I have been the girl that does that. And I agreed that what I did did not work. So again, yeah. Any any dating book we're gonna like and hate at the same time. I feel like. Yeah. Well, some of them I hate more than others. <laughs> Which is fair but, to say. You can disagree yeah. with it all you want. You know. Yeah, but and but there is some stuff still in in here that I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense, and you know, and also I think it's worth calling out that all of the stuff obviously has nuance, and one of the one of the issues that I take with books like this and like the rules and stuff like that is that it just creates these extremely stereotypical versions of who men are and who women are. And it's like, all men are this way. All women are this way. Men like this. Women like this. Men do this. Women do this. And that's just not over – like, that's just not true of 100% of all of them. I I say that while also knowing that a book called, like, Why Some Men – Maybe most, but not all, love bitches. But when I say bitch, like that book doesn't sell. And I get that. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
I mean, with anything, writing anything, or even when we talk on this pod, or at least when I talk on this pod, I know I make generalizations. And I hope it's implied of like, I'm generalizing something that I believe is the majority, but obviously there are always exceptions to every rule. Yeah. And I think, I think where I, where I start to take issue with some of these books is that like, I think there are some generalizations that like when we start to say them over and over again, or like consume them over and over again, then they do start to impact our worldview. And I think that like a lot of this, a lot, that's one of the issues that I took with this book when I read it again as more of a fully formed human than when I was whatever 17. Yeah. And you can make the argument that some of these principles are quote playing a game but yeah, at the yeah. same time the book says men respect women that don't play games but you could be like well if i did this rule or principle she calls them i would be that i think that is keying into a game so well right because right, a lot of the a lot of the principles that and we'll you know stop burying the lead and start talking about them in a second but like a lot of the principles talk about the appearance of like the words the appearance of appears a lot in these principles mm-hmm. and i'm like if you're saying the appearance of, that's a game. Uh, like if some if if you're if you're doing something in order to create the appearance of something. Oh yeah, than, if you're faking it, yes. Yeah, but yeah. if it's like if you read this book and you naturally start to ad- adapt a different attitude about dating, then that's different. Very true. Very true. You know, which I feel like all of us, you know, have the ability to change our attitude and change our approach. I yeah. think, yeah. All right, so let's get to some of these principles because there are a lot and we definitely won't have time for all of them. So we've tried to highlight a good chunk. Yeah, there are 100 to give you to give people a point of context <laughs> that we are certainly not talking about. Yeah. All of them. We're not doing 100, but I think uh, it'll be interesting. Okay, so I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll say to you the one you highlighted first. You ready? Okay, yeah. Okay, principle number one is anything a person chases in life runs away. Give me your thoughts. Okay, so I, I I think I agree with the the overall principle because I I definitely think that no one should be chasing anybody in a relationship. Agreed. And I do like that at least from what I remember of reading it and from going back through my notes on it and and the attraction principles here that she doesn't talk about men chasing women either. No, it's like anything anything a person chases in life runs away, meaning like you don't want to be chasing things and you don't want someone who's chasing you because if somebody, if someone's chasing you, that means you're running away. And do you want to be constantly running away from the person that you're in a relationship with? Right. Or I would even say playing a game of sorts that yeah. you're like breadcrumbing them along so they keep chasing you. Right. But you know the result will be you will never get caught or whatever we want to say for the analogy you know yeah exactly um yeah when i thought of this or sorry this principle made me think of like i'm all for hey send that text follow up about a date initiate the date you don't get a response i am in the camp of don't send that text again yeah well that person's not meeting you halfway right like i to me that's when it becomes chasing so I like that it's not talking about like the initial chase, like most books do to women. Um, but yeah. I, I agree with it of like, Hey, if you feel like you have to try to pin someone down for a date, uh, just take the L on it. Like it's not going to be worth your time in the long run. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. There's not a correlation here between initiation and chasing. Like yes. those two things are not the same. Right. 
All right, next one. Okay. You highlighted this one, and I also highlighted it. Attraction principle number six. It is your attitude about yourself that a man will adopt. I I believe in general the world is a mirror of yourself and how people interact with you. And I even brought that up on an episode of like just dressing up a little bit and putting myself together a bit more. And that changed how the world perceives me. It changes how someone that I just purchased a coffee from talks to me or smiles at me when I walk in. And it's, and it's things that people don't even realize they're doing, but I I totally agree. Like if you respect yourself, other people are going to respect you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so true too, that it's, this is not just about dating. This is about people that you encounter in the world in general. Okay. How do you feel about this one? This is attraction principle number 12. A man knows which woman will give into last minute requests. I hate this. You hate it. Tell me why you hate it. Yeah. Not because I, not because I think that, you know, oh yeah, you should always say yes to last minute requests or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. like, I think that it, unduly shames saying yes to a last minute request because sometimes spontaneity is fun. And Mm -hmm. I think if it's a pattern, like let's say there's this person that like never hits you up until the day of and is like, you know, what are you doing? Are you up? Like, like Mm -hmm. those types of things. And it's a pattern with this person and you just keep saying yes and saying yes and saying yes. And like being consistently, you know, throwing away your own life and your own plans to say yes to this last minute person, then yeah, that sucks. But I don't, I don't like the implication that like, that saying yes, agreeing to a last minute plan is quote unquote, like giving in. And then it's like always bad. Okay. I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but I do also agree with the principle that it's like, okay, if I do it once, it isn't wrong on them to assume I'm down to do that always. So the part that the principal doesn't clarify yeah. that I would add is if you let this become a pattern, it's going to stay a pattern. Yes. Because especially like online dating world, right, was not popular when this book came out, not even really existing other than eHarmony and like Match.com. Match.com, so, yeah. you know, apps and stuff are very immediate. And I've gone on an app date that I matched with that day and it was like, screw it. What do you got tonight? Let's go. So I agree with you. Spontaneity yeah. can be fun. Uh, but I, I think this principle is trying to just reiterate, like, don't accept if that's always the case. Like, if you feel like you are yes. the last minute girl that she says, like, you have to do something about it to change it. And, you know, obviously that's not added in there. But I guess I took that as applied because there have been men that I was always accepting last minute plans or I think even worse, vague plans. Yeah. So I I agree and disagree with this. That I'm not I, a fan I, of the like first date needs to be three days in advance at least or you say no automatically. So I'm in the middle on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because even like I think it's fun if a guy that I'm dating is like, hey, I happen to get out of work early tonight and what are you doing? Like, I'd love to see you. Let's do this thing. And I don't think it's required to respond like, well, if I'd heard from you yesterday. <laughs> you know no it's like, not necessary yeah, fuck it i'm free i'm gonna go home and sit on my couch and i'd rather be out doing something let's do it yeah if anything i'm more likely to accept the last minute request when it's someone i have been seeing because we're building something sure. and the trust is there and and i don't feel like oh are you not valuing me you know what i mean like i have i have plenty of context that we hit that point 
Yes. Agreed. All right. Next one. Okay. Attraction principle number 15. Whenever a woman requires too many things from a man, he'll resent it. Let him give what he wants to give freely, then observe who he is. All right. I think when she's saying this, it is pertaining mm-hmm. to early dating. Probably. Because I think, I think most of the book really is, right? Yeah. It's, it's about basically accepting somebody to date or deciding to not date, right? Right. So the second half of this, just observe who he is. I do agree with because I don't go into relationships and dating, seeing someone and thinking, Ooh, this is something I'm going to change. Nope. Right. At the same time though, I do think you need to communicate certain things that you need. So this is why I say, I think it's early dating. I have found men that were interested in me were consistent with like their communication. And I did not need to ask for consistent communication. So if you say communication, early dating, I say this rule is true. That like anytime I've had to ask for it, ended up being a guy that really just at the end of the day was not into me and we ended up not being together. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I agree with you on like the consistent communication piece probably. And like, but you know, I think... Though, like, let him give what he wants to give freely, I think, is a little too much to one side for me. <laughs> it's like, I think we need, I think there needs to be a little communication. Um, and, you know, but I, I also think that, like, some of these principles are, like, intended to be black and white. Yeah. So I, I get that, too. But because I, because I also just, I also just have a, an immediate adverse reaction to whenever a woman requires too many things from a man, as if, like, because I think you could read that and think like, oh, you know, don't be too needy. But I think what she actually means is that if somebody is not fulfilling your needs, then that is maybe not the person for you. Yeah, that's, I think, the positive way of taking it. Yeah. The resentment line is the line I feel like people have a problem with. Because yeah. I feel like if I ask for more for a guy and he isn't to me. I don't think he's going to resent me for asking that. He's either going to do it or not do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just more simple than resentment. Like, I'm like, okay, it's not a resentment thing. I, I think of resentment if it was like I was consistently nagging him about something. Like, I've asked him to change this thing. He's still not changing it. Me nagging, yeah, maybe now there's some resentment where it's like, Jesus, don't be my mom, you know? Like, that kind of vibe. Uh, I agree. I, it gives a little bit of the sentiment, like, don't be too needy. Yeah, but- which... But but I think needy is like vulnerability in a relationship that I think it builds. So, True. like, I, I agree with the idea of, like, don't be super needy out the gate. I do agree with that. Yeah, I don't think I agree with it phrased that way. Because I think that, like, it. I guess it depends on how we're defining the word needy. But I think that it is, I, like, normal to have needs. Well, it's obviously normal to have needs. I, I'll put it to you like this, all right? A guy you go out the first couple dates... Your, it's your first three dates with a guy, Allie. How needy do you feel like you're being? Do you feel like you're really needing much from that guy? No, but I think I, so. But I guess, I guess, I guess, like I said, I think it just depends on how you define needy. So, because I right, think but there's, I, a, there's a spectrum. But I guess that's how I see it with this principle, right? First couple dates. Yeah, yeah. Like both people, because I'd be like, if someone was being really needy and kind of like that towards me, I'd be a little like, dude, like, I, 
neither of us are committed to this yet. This is still really new and fresh and I'm getting to know you. And you know, the needy part is debatable of like, what, what am I saying? What exact needs? But I think it's more in that sense of like, someone goes on a first date with you and their impression is that you're very needy. I would actually argue is either going to turn them on or turn them off because we all know people that are very drawn to very needy people and the opposite. Yeah, that's not what I mean, I'm not free into. to disagree. What? No, I do. I mean, I, I do. That's, that's what I was saying. I do disagree, but that's okay. Okay. All right. This is principle number 20. He must feel that you choose to be with him, not that you need to be with him. Only then will he perceive you as an equal partner. What do you think? I think we, I think we can remove the gendered pronouns here because I think this is true for everyone. Like, I think in order for me to feel like someone is an equal partner i also want to feel like they are choosing to be with me like they're leading this like awesome life and i'm leading this awesome life we don't need each other in those in our lives but we really want each other in our lives because they make we make each other's lives better but it's not we don't need it i think that's true both ways so i I definitely agree yeah i agree with i i don't see this one as gendered personally i think it could work for anyone um Because it's like, you know, you all should have a life that your partner is not your whole life. So that's like the number one thing I I take away from this one. Not even the, like the part of perceiving you as equal, I think is like, you could throw out that line. I think anybody wants to feel like they were chosen by their person. Because also, what's attractive in someone? Feeling like they have other options. If you feel like you're someone's only option and they're desperate... (laughs) to get into a relationship with you because of that it's like that's just that's just unattractive to the majority of people so so i think this one's yeah i mean yeah i think it makes sense okay principle number 22 sex and the spark are not one and the same i 100 percent agree and i think the easiest way to look at it is like we've all gone on a date where we felt we've had the spark and we did not have sex with that person (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, that's what I thought when I first read it. it was like, I've walked home and been like, wow, I felt like a little a little spark, a big connection with that person. And like, I didn't go home with them, though. So it's yeah, not oh, like yeah. it came from the sex. Totally agree. And, you know, I also we've talked a lot about about how I don't even think the spark is like what we're necessarily going for, at least not what I'm necessarily going for. Mm-hmm. But that also, I am going for something that is building that is not necessarily physical. Hopefully building to something that is because I also really want that. Yes. Right. Uh and also noted from this book all this all these principles she came up with were were through her interviewing like hundreds of men. So, I feel like this one specifically she put in to be like women need to know that if a guy sleeps with you, it doesn't necessarily mean he wants you to be his girlfriend and he feels said spark. Like it's also yeah, different right. in their minds where it's like, yeah, feeling the spark with the girl has nothing to do with me sleeping with her or not. Attraction principle number 23. Before sex, a man isn't thinking clearly and a woman is thinking clearly. After sex, it reverses. The man is thinking clearly and the woman isn't. I just don't like how stereotypical and like and like gender stereotyped this is. I just really don't. It might be true it might be true biologically for some percentage of of people, but like I just I just can't get behind it for that reason. 
So I, I understand what you're saying of the genderness of this. Uh, I do agree that sex can cloud your judgment. 1000% yes. 1000% yes. I think that happens for everybody though, or can happen, can happen for everybody. Well, I will say I have seen this happen in predominantly my female friends. So I think the first line of this is very true. And I think it's also why many people we know or other books and references really encourage women to wait. And I think the thinking clearly part is more your anxiety spiking. And suddenly you're a little more in tune to when you got that text back and, you know, when you're seeing them again, the first time you sleep with somebody. So I, I do think the first line is rings predominantly true. I'll, I'll make that statement. Principle number 26. Bad habits are easier to form than good ones because good habits require conscious effort. Waiting encourages this effort. Uh, I don't know if waiting encourages the effort, but overall, I do agree with this one. Because I think the, you know, what, what's it called? What's the exact word she uses? The, uh, the bad habits, quote unquote, are usually the lazy habits. So obviously they're more frequent that they're at your, your doorstep. And especially, you know, say it's been a while since you've been on a date and then somebody is interested in you and playing some dumb games and doing all these bad habits. It, it is harder to turn it down sometimes. But I think that's something that just comes with dating and learning and kind of figuring out those little red flags for yourself of like, oh, I dated someone once that did this, so I'm not going to accept that anymore. Uh, and I, I do agree. I think it is, I think it's harder to maintain good habits with honestly everything in life. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. I like, I like the idea that good habits require conscious effort. I agree with you. I don't, I think, I think I'd like to remove the waiting encourages this effort part and just for myself at least. Um, and just really agree that conscious effort is so important. And I, I really like that piece of this principle. Same. Okay, the next one here. Principle number 27. If you pull the sexual plug at the last minute, he'll label you a tease. Fuck that guy is my I response mean, fuck, to this. Uh, fuck, yeah, fuck this whole that principle. I don't, I don't agree yeah. with it. Yeah. Like, no. I don't. I <laughs> do <dude, laughs> I do not agree with it. And I, there are, to be fair, there are people for whom this is true. Like people mm-hmm. who would say that about somebody. Fuck those people. And I therefore don't like this principle because it's saying that like that is an okay response to have. If somebody, to call someone a tease. Quote, unquote, pull, right. Like to, if, if somebody quote unquote pulls the sexual plug at the last minute, labeling them a tease is like an okay response to have. And no. I mean, I feel like tease is, is one of the words that have been invented to try to get women to act a different way and in a mm. way that, quote, a man would want, like almost to trick them of like, not trick them, but it almost is this fear. Because I'll be honest with you, when I was young and hooking up with people, I did have somewhat of a fear of being called a tease. Like it was something Absolutely. I heard in movies and, you know, guys say on the fly or even or even women say on the fly. I'll even throw it out there. Like. So I really don't like the idea of a tease because I'll admit, I think there's some people that if I didn't have that idea in my head, I probably wouldn't have slept with them, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I I would, I would preach the opposite of this of like, hey, if you want to stop sex at any time, absolutely do it. 
Yes. And if if anything, somebody's reaction to that will tell you everything you need to know. Not that you should like do that purposely to see what their reaction is. But like right. if if you are uncomfortable and you want to stop and the other person gives you any sort of a hard time for that, that is such a red flag. Yeah. Oh, it's leave immediately. Yes. And never speak to that person again. Seriously. Um, because this also like thinking this way too makes you be like, okay, I should only invite someone over to my apartment if I am going to go quote all the way with them. So I don't right. look like a tease, which it's like, it's 2023. That is absolutely not the case. I know. And I agree with you, which is, it sucks to think about this for myself in hindsight, but I've definitely been in those scenarios where I thought that I thought, okay, if I invite this guy back, that this is what it means. And then we're back. And, and I, and I decide that in the moment, right? I'm like, okay, this yeah. is what it means. And then we're back and I'm like, oh, but no, but I invited him here. Like I decided that's what it means. No, I can undecide that at any time. Yes. You can always change your mind. And that's something that I feel like women actually don't hear when it comes to these scenarios. And I very much yeah. had this mentality in college of like, if I invite a guy back to my dorm room, like I am only doing that if I have fully decided I want to sleep with them. Right. Which, you know, then there's this also weird in the middle, right? Where like, I want to have a hot makeout with somebody, but I don't want to do it in public. Right. Where am I supposed to have hot makeouts? If I can't, if I'm saving my home for sex. Right. So that's, I really don't like this. Cause I feel like even for myself, I had like behaviors in the past that I wish somebody was sitting there being like, Hey, you do not have to do X, Y, Z. And also right. you shouldn't feel bad if you do stop it. Nope. So yeah. Hard disagree. Okay. Attraction principle number 28. If he makes you feel insecure, let your insecurity be your guide. I 100% agree on this one. Hard agree. Huge red flag. Don't try to change your things to not be insecure anymore. Not the person for you. No. The person you're with should build you up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's things that I wouldn't even say are like a terrible, horrible thing but just mean you're not a match with that person. Right. Like, I think you first read this and it's like, oh God, who's like making you insecure? And you think like a man that would make comments about your looks or something. But I think there's, there's just things in a, in a relationship with, with any relationship. I'll even say friendships. I've had friendships where uh-huh. suddenly I'm feeling insecure and I don't even think they were doing it on purpose. But sometimes you're around that enough to just go, I just can't be around this this much. This is not for me. And this does mm-hmm. not make me feel good at the end of the day. Yeah. I've had friendships that turned like a little more competitive. Mm-hmm. And even, even just, if, even if it was just in my head right. where I suddenly found myself feeling competitive with that friend and like this, this feels bad. Like this isn't the situation that I want to be in. Yeah. And I think in the dating sense, it's like, you know, overanalyzing texts that you sent or something like that trying to correlate it to like why they're suddenly uninterested and that's all insecurity where it's like yeah i doubt one text you freaking sent is the thing that made this person suddenly decide they don't want to date you you know okay next one on your note of competitiveness this one applies here uh principle number 30 anytime a woman competes with another woman she demeans herself we don't need to be competing with people competing with anyone we really we really don't. Exactly. Yeah, we really don't. I don't know if I love the, like, she demeans herself 
edition. Yeah. But like, I I generally don't think that competitiveness in this space. Obviously, I'm a very competitive person in other spaces. In this space, there's no room for that. I th- I don't. I think it is a. I I think that there's a a thought often that dating is like a zero sum game. Like if one person is winning, another person needs to be losing, and I just don't think that's right. true. No, not at all. But I I agree with this of like being competitive and I believe this is a competitiveness that often does come from insecurity of like say a beautiful woman walks by and you know the guy you're on a date with or guy you're dating you catch him like do a quick glance and then you say something about it I am like that's that's what this is like also hinging on where it's like we're all human all right somebody you know someone catches your eye they catch your eye right like acting on that and almost being like how dare you look at another woman or feel like a competitiveness with that woman I do think is like what's the point you know because we all have our own agency of like I'm choosing to be with you and you're choosing to be with me and I've been dating people where somebody walks by and we both go damn (laughs) 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 like like we're both like Jesus did you see how beautiful that person was oh my god what are they in a movie like you know it happens but that I think that shows security where you're just like oh wow yeah they are beautiful you know because I've seen like TikToks and stuff about Actually, it's even more like a man pointing out somebody or talking about another woman and like your response Mm -hmm. to that. And it's like the correct response is just not being bothered by it of like, yeah, wow, she is beautiful. You you know, like that doesn't that doesn't take away from my beauty to call someone else beautiful. It it definitely doesn't. Although I do think I would be annoyed if if the guy that I was with was like constantly pointing out all the beautiful women. Yeah, there's a there's a line, you know, but. (laughs) But I just mean of like, you know, you're just conversing. Like, it's it's normal. Or especially, let, let's put it this way, especially if it is someone famous. Do you think oh, the God, man you're yeah. dating has a shot with the famous woman he well, just called beautiful? <laughs> wait, you know what, though? I recently heard, I think it was an actor from the that Dynasty show that recently got rebooted. Cindy told me about this. So, Cindy, uh, Like Duck Dynasty or a different one? No, no, no. Oh. Not Duck Dynasty. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I canceled. <laughs> no, Dynasty is like an old, it's like a TV show that had like a reboot recently. Like an old, like, like a succession kind of, vibe, maybe? No, it was like a soapy type oh, of thing. Okay. I don't watch it, but maybe it wasn't that show, but it doesn't matter for the point of the story. So yeah. the, the, one of the actors from this show is now dating somebody that slid into their DMs, I think was how they met, but the funny part is that the person that not funny for the other guy, but the person, the like woman who is now dating this actor, mm-hmm. he was on her like hall pass list or what's that called? The like, Oh yeah. The couples do like a, Oh, if I had the chance to sleep with this person, I'm allowed right. to dream right. list. Oh dream wow. List she made thing. it happen. But that, yeah. So can you imagine if like, you were dating somebody and like, you know, Adriana Lima or something is on their list. And then like you find out they're dating. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. All right. Then then I, w- I would be a little bummed. But at the same time, I would be kind of impressed. I would be a little impressed of like, damn, they really they really got that person. Uh, you're like, OK, all right. Yeah. Guess it was a good list. Yeah. Or maybe I'd be more like, so can I meet Adriana Lima now? Like as a, uh, right, as yeah. a consolation prize of dating you first. Can I, I was there first her? and i would like to meet her she is if i can stunning. meet her we're all good 
all good. Get, get me to one fun Hollywood party and I'll be like, yeah, you two have, you know, best You're of luck. fine. <laughs> have a great life. Yeah. Um, okay. Principle number 38. When a woman acts as though she's capable of everything, she gets stuck doing everything. I agree with this one because I am, I am one of these people. I am very bad at asking for help. And that's something that I have to get better at when I'm dating somebody. And I think it also is something. I was going to say, you've talked about this about your mom also. Yeah. This is also my mom. She is very bad at giving that up to somebody else. And then my mom and myself have experienced, then you're annoyed and angry that you are the one doing everything. But whose fault is it? It's your own fault that you didn't outsource any of the work and even ask for help. Yeah, I think I totally agree with you. I think I might change the wording of this slightly if I were writing it, Mm -hmm. where like, I think it says when a woman acts as though she's capable of everything, I think it's okay to be capable of all of these things and like know that you are and express that you are and also ask for help. Like, I don't think it has to be that you're not capable of doing it and therefore you need someone to help you. But it's more like, I I would like you to help me on this. Even though I could do it myself, I would like help because that would be lovely. Yeah. I mean, I interpret it as her saying it as, as you always being like, no, I got it. Like acting right. like you're capable of everything, which obviously I don't sit here and go, oh, women are incapable. You know, like I don't have that mentality. I, I think it just is the ask for help. And that's something that like I was very bad at. And also I think it also plays into being the chill girl. And I just mm-hmm. look back at people I dated and I was like, oh, I was doing all of the work, everything. And like, even on a simple scale, because it's, this is actually where I think the book contradicts itself a little, right? Because it talks about don't be too needy. But then this is basically saying some neediest, ha- neediness is attractive. Yeah, very true. So, very true. I, so I see where this is a little hypocritical of this book. Um, because that's where I have personally struggled is showing that little bit of neediness and feeling like it was a bad thing, which I, I don't agree with now. That, that, that feels no. like a young chill girl thing that I used to have. Yeah, well, also, like, scientifically, people are more inclined to like someone once they have done them a favor. Yes. Romantic or otherwise, like, romantic dating situation or not. It's like, if I help you do something, I now like you more because my brain is like, oh, well, I helped her. I must like her. I wouldn't help someone I don't like. And right, so yeah. it, it, like, needs to put those two things together. So actually, like, it's a, it's a great way to in, ingratiate yourself with people. Yeah, I'd say that and trust. I think it shows that you trust somebody to do something yeah, for you. Yeah, that too, for sure. Um, and that, you know, builds up other people in that way as well. Okay, next one. Principle number 39. Men don't respond to words. They respond to no contact. I hate this. <laughs> I knew you were going to say you hate it. I hate it. Uh, there are certainly times after after which no contact is appropriate. But men don't respond to words. Yes, they do. <laughs> like, if there's if somebody doesn't respond to communication, that isn't the person that I want to date. Right. I get that. Uh, this one I'm going to say I think is a case-by-case basis. Because I have had it work both ways. Where I communicated something and that worked out in my benefit. But I've also had where I did the no contact approach. And just didn't respond to something I didn't like. 
And I found that also gave me the result that I wanted and got the person to realize like, oh, maybe that's something she doesn't like, or maybe I said something and blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm a little 50-50 on this one, to be honest. And I think it very much depends on the scenario. Yeah. I think as I'm thinking about it, no contact might get me what I want. Yeah. But I think I'm looking to date somebody who responds well to direct communication. So it's probably just also has to do with like the kind of person that I want to date mm-hmm. is the reason that I have such a like negative reaction to this one because – I want to date the person who responds well to when I express how I'm feeling. Yeah, fair. And I think this is one that's like, I think this is what this is trying to say of, say you have, let's say the last minute guy, right? You got the guy that keeps being last minute and it's like, okay, do you just stop answering him when he hits you up last minute? Or do you say, Hey, I actually need a little bit more notice. Let's go with you respond. I say, hey, actually, like, I need a little bit more, more notice with these type of things. You know, I can't, but love to another time. Yeah. They keep doing it. I feel like is basically, it could be, you could say this rule where you go, don't keep repeating yourself. Like, yeah. So that's- and, and that's where I've seen it work, where I was like, I said it once. I'm not going to repeat myself. I just will not be answering your you up text or whatever the hell it is. And, and they'll either I- change their behavior or they won't, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's where I think when I was originally like, oh, yeah, sometimes eventually no contact, right? But like the initial words, words initially, Mm -hmm. for sure. Principle number 66. Talking about feelings to a man will feel like work. When he's with a woman, he wants it to feel like fun. I think we all want it to feel like fun. Sure. (laughs) And uh, this is one I think she's talking about early dating. And I think it goes along the lines of like, if you are always bringing up relationship talks and feelings talks, it can feel a little exhausting. I, for the most part, don't agree with this. Yeah. But I I think that's what she is trying to say in this. If I was to play devil's advocate. I think you're probably your devil's advocate to what you know I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you don't like it. So. <laughs> no, I agree with you, though. I think that is probably what she means. Yeah. But like, and I know that these principles are supposed to be polarizing. They're supposed to be like very black and white and like this mm-hmm. is how it is. But like I this is this is just patently untrue to my in my opinion that like a blanket statement of talking about feelings to a man will feel like work. Like that's just not a blanket statement. I I don't think I do agree with you also though, that I think in early dating, if you are feeling the need to talk about quote unquote, the relationship more than you're just experiencing the relationship, that's probably an imbalance. Like be in the moment. So if you think first three dates, yeah, I wouldn't be like, be like, so, so, what are you feeling? Are, are, are we into this? Are we not? Are we, are we shutting off all their options? I, I'd be like, yeah, don't, don't do that. And it's the same advice I would give for like the quote, define the relationship conversation of like, it's not like a, you throw it on them and want them to talk feelings, like, like share your feelings in right. those moments. So, like, like yeah. this one, I'm like, yeah, no, I've had plenty of, plenty of times. Where I'll say to a guy like, hey, you know, I, I really like you. I'm really into this. Yes. 
But at the same time, it doesn't turn into like a whole discussion. So I feel like that's what she's infringing on. It's yeah. like it's no one wants to sit and be like, we're having a talk. Like that no. feels just, yeah, not only not fun, but just kind of draining. Because I believe men do show their feelings more than they talk about them. Granted, that is a stereotype. And I'm going with a majority here. Because I've also been with people or not been with people. I more have guy friends that all the time will be talking to me about their feelings with some girl and all that stuff. But most of the men I've dated, it's like they're less likely to say their feelings out loud. They would be showing me through their actions. So I, I do see how sometimes it might be like a little bit of a differentiation in genders. But also because women, you know, we naturally we have this whole podcast about dating. Like we sit and talk about our feelings every fucking week. <laughs> a lot of men don't do that at all you know they're not in therapy not, like granted some are but you know i hung out this weekend with a couple friends for a game night we only ended up playing a couple rounds of a game because we were just sitting around talking like yeah that isn't a common a, a, as common of an activity with men versus women so i do i do think like men show through more through actions uh but at the same time i'm like no i'm not saying i don't agree of like never talk about feelings yeah. I I like what you said about kind of like, you know, hey, I really like you. And it doesn't have to turn into the talk or a talk. Like I remember yeah. when I took the publicist to the to that chaotic singles party and we were like waiting for drinks or something and I just turned to him and I was like, this is really fun. I'm having a great time. Yeah. And just like that's, that's it. Like it doesn't <laughs> – Right. It doesn't have to be like a, and how we're, and of course he said the same, but like, it doesn't have to be like, and how are you feeling? And how do we feel about that? And ha- like, yeah, you know, I think that's what it's infringing on. It's not yeah. like giving them all these questions where it's like, right. I shared how I'm feeling. If you would like to share how you're feeling, I would love to hear it and leave it at that and not like poke for yes. more, you know? All right. Attraction principle 91. If he doesn't give you a time, you don't have a date. I definitely agree. There's no, you can't, ha- you, you quite literally cannot have a date if you don't know what time you're going. Yeah. Like, this is just literally true. Like, I can't meet you somewhere if I don't know what time it's at. That said, there's a little bit of an implication here that, like, it the onus is entirely on him to offer up that time without any communication from you. I don't know if that what she means, if that's what she means to imply, but that I, I do not agree with if that is the implication. Okay. I, I didn't take it that way at all. I agree with this one. And I, I would just, I would add in actually, if you don't have a time and a place, you don't have a date. And also true. I feel like we you all, can't, we you all can't have, meet someone if you don't know where to go. Right. And, and I do agree with you of like, basically, have you ever put on your calendar date question mark? Yeah. Not in a very fucking long time, but yes. But yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I feel like this is this is what it's talking about is you're putting date question mark. You do not you have a date. date. You have the potential for a date. a date. Nothing's been confirmed. And I agree with you that I am not anti you reach out and confirm, you know, and figure out the plans. Uh, I think it's more trying to be like, yo, don't don't be it's a combo of don't be that last minute and maybe have some type of standard for yourself. Uh, but I also agree with like yeah, be the one to reach out. You, if I got date question mark on my calendar and I haven't heard from you, yeah, I'll shoot you a text. Be like, hey, we still good for tomorrow? What's the plan? And I'll still put it on them to kind of make the plan, but I'm just like, yeah. hey, what's up? Like, I'm going to make other plans if this isn't happening. So I feel like it's more that. It's like, it's kind of being like, don't get your hopes up a little bit. That like, yeah, it's not confirmed till it's confirmed, you know? Very true. 
the last one that we highlighted to talk about traction principle number 99 truly powerful people don't explain why they want respect they simply don't engage with someone who doesn't give it to them uh i agree with this one i think respect is one of those things that you can't ask for they're either going to give it to you or they're not going to give it to you and yeah i've i've also never even been in a scenario i feel like where i was like hey you don't respect me act better like like i naturally have this about myself where i'm just like oh yeah this person does not respect me i don't feel a mutual respect here zero interest and i and i think this this one is not gendered whatsoever for me no no it's not gendered at all and i think there's i think there's like a spectrum of respect like you know there's some somebody somebody might say because i have actually seen videos to this to this effect on tiktok that like a last minute date request is disrespectful because, oh, they don't respect my time. And I wouldn't include that in this principle of what I agree with. So I think for me, like, respect is a little bit of a higher bar. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's an overall thing. Not a... Yeah. Not a, like, a specific like that. Uh, right. Like, it's like, me, I, don't, I don't... It this way. I, I once got... Somebody I dated once talked about me in a way to somebody else. And it got back to me. And basically said that we did not date and we were just hooking up. And oh. I found that very disrespectful. And I was very, like... Uh, we're done dating fuck like, that how dare yeah, you paint me in that not. light like that's absolutely not what's happening here and and even if it was the fact that someone was like oh are you dating and you were like nah man we're just hooking up like we're just fucking i'm like fuck you dude like no nope. nope no right because there would be nothing wrong with if you were just hooking up but the fact that they were like saying that th- that means that your relationship that like you have lesser importance in their life or like oh yeah. nah she's just that like ugh, i hate that yeah because i've had plenty of people i was just hooking up with and i would never talk about them still in like an awful negative way no because it's like i'm choosing to fuck that person so uh, right <laughs> if, if, if they're if, awful and i'm talking about them like they're awful people actually should look at me and go well sounds like you are kind of awful that you or even hanging out with a person like that. Right. Sounds like you hang with out them. with awful people. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. It sounds <laughs> like you have keep bad company is what I'm yeah. hearing. Yeah. Right. That it's like, ah, uh, I'd be like, okay, if you're talking about them this way, well, why are you fucking them? So true. You know? So. So true. Anyway, on that note, I did find this fun. I thought I this did was too. very interesting. So. I did too. I can't wait to hear the uh, discord and whatnot feedback on this. I think there's going to be a lot to, that people are chatting about. A lot to unpack. And, you know, we do have our suggestion form, findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have other books that you like or really don't like that you want <laughs> us to talk about, we are happy to do so. Yeah, there's a high chance we have already read them. So I, 100%. Feel free, to, feel free to throw them. I had that self-help kick slash dating help kit uh, kick in my life. So anyway, yes. but uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye.